Hey, welcome to Mama Issues. I'm Charmaine. I'm Shani. Hello, I'm Mama Shelly. And today we're going to talk about generational curses. But let's talk about generational behavior because that's actually what it is. So let's get started. Motherhood isn't always easy, but it's always worth it. And we want to help you find your own path to purpose and promise. What do you think generational behavior is? Oh my gosh, where do I begin? Let me start with kind of like what we shared before, how, you know, growing up, seeing behaviors from my dad, being abusive to my mom, picking up that behavior, and then me marrying your father with that behavior as well. Mm -hmm. And then now I see some of that behavior that you've experienced, Charmaine, like you said, with your previous relationships. So as we pick up different behaviors along the way, I think sometimes consciously we're not aware of what we're doing and what the damage that it causes. Right. Right. That's true. Because generational behaviors, just like you were saying, um, with your past relationship, even on the way back to your mother and your father, that's generational behavior that we have to watch. And so when I look at my daughter, Olivia, I think about generational behavior. What did you experience? I think about what did my mom experience versus what did I experience and what am I passing on to Olivia, mm. even junior as a young man mm-hmm. growing up. So, um, Well, talking about passing on behaviors to children, with my children, one of the behaviors that I passed on uh, was not letting my children pick what they wanted to do and I picked it for them because Mm -hmm. that's what I wanted for them and it wasn't necessarily what they wanted for themselves because I didn't have everything that I wanted as a child so I tried to live my life through my children I know that sounds so cliche but I actually did like buying extra things and doing everything that they did not want and I didn't focus on what they wanted because they're a child and we should stray away from Because you're a child, you don't know what you want. No, my kids know what they want (laughs) for sure. And it's really, yeah, it's it's really a lot of time. Children need time. Mm -hmm. They don't want a lot of uh, shoes and clothes. They want your undivided attention. They don't want TikTok when you pass them their phone. They want time. They don't want, oh, let's go to McDonald's. They want to cook with you. Mm-hmm. In reality. That's so taking away that generational behavior of I am giving you what I want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning to stray away from the things that social media has taught us because I'm in a generation where there wasn't any social media. And then when I became a teenager, then social media came. So then I kind of got stuck in that flow for a little bit. Then I realized, oh, this is all marketing. <laughs> so, <laughs> and once I realized that, I was like, oh, I need to really zone in. But I do appreciate those uh, blessings because it did show me that the generation, the generational behavior that I was doing, that's the good thing about social media. It brought to my, you know, it brought it to the forefront of, oh, we're all doing the same thing because we're seeing this and mm-hmm. not really correcting it. Mm-hmm. So, but you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And so that's where I was going back to 
not having a mom at the age of 11 years old, um, losing her tragically. So never having that maternal upbringing, not knowing, you know, what do I do when it's that time of the month, when it's a mm. cycle. So I remember a conversation that you and I had, Shani, previously about like, mom, I didn't know how to treat myself as a woman mm -hmm. with my body growing up, transitioning from, from childhood to a preteen through a teenager and a young woman. I didn't know that either. So yes. imagine being in a household with a father, old school dad, mm. just he and I growing up that way, not knowing anything, just kind of being thrust. He was thrust in the, into that position. I thank God that he took that reign and, and wanted to raise me and not knowing how do I, not having any, you know, maternal mother women in my life, yes. just my dad and I. That did put a strain on the relationship for a long time because- What I, relationship? Our relationship. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mama issues. Mama issues. <laughs> what relationship? Always forgetting. <laughs> it put a strain on our relationship because I felt like you were supposed to tell me to how to maintain myself as a woman and you were supposed to yeah. tell me how to change my pad and you were supposed to tell me how to take a shower but the things well we all know how to let's make that clear <laughs> <laughs> but you know in the beginning stages of being a young woman like I learned it from our village mm -hmm. you know and I think that 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 is not um, praised enough that it takes a village to raise children. And mm -hmm. because of the village that you did have, it was taught still. Mm -hmm. But like we have spoke before, we never want what God gives us in the way mm -hmm. he gives it to us. So I appreciate that that knowledge still came, but I did build a lot of resentment up because I'm like, you, I want you to tell me, but mm -hmm. we can't keep expecting things from people that don't know you just didn't know so i mm -hmm. brought to peace with myself well you don't know and mm -hmm. in a lot of moments i'm sitting there with my children and i just don't know <laughs> <laughs> i just don't know so then i look back and like oh <laughs> you don't know so so let me ask you this when did you come to the realization of oh because you were a teenage mother just like I was a teenage right. mother. Um, generational right. behavior. Right. <laughs> and looking back, my mom had my eldest brother when she was 15 years old. Mm -hmm. wow, really? And I can't imagine having a child that young, you know. And where was her father? I never mm -hmm. met her father. So grandpa, we called him dad. He's actually my great-grandfather. My mom called him dad. Hold on. No, I'm wrapping. <laughs> what do you mean? So who was who was great granddaddy? Remember, <laughs> you know, you were you were like what oh, eight years old? Great, 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 great. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Our great, great. So when he passed away, mm -hmm. we called him dad, but my mom called him dad. So growing up, I thought that was her father. Not realizing that was her grandfather. Oh. Wow. So her grandfather raised her. Mm. And her father was missing. Mm. And so what example did she really have as well? And so talking mm -hmm. about generational behavior, she was a teenage mom. And I think her mom was a teenage mom because wow. they were really close. 
And that's when she began to emotionally, mentally, spiritually, spiritually fall apart when my grandmother passed. So Mm. I never really had that maternal influence. I didn't have a grandmother. Mm -hmm. She wasn't around because she had passed away. Transitioning as a child, 11 years old, my mom left. She passed away. And so where was the maternal figure in my life to pass on to you? So the behavior that was passed on, we're all mothers, whether you have a child or not. We have a womb. We have the power of the womb. And so we all have that maternal instinct. Mm -hmm. And I had the instinct, but to me it was taken away because I had to shift from childhood to parenthood. Mm -hmm. Childhood to parenthood. And I'm sure you can attest Mm -hmm. to what that may feel like. So how did you feel as... Like, when did you realize my children, because you're still in your 20s. Right. When did you realize as a young mother, because that's a young mother, because yeah. I had all y'all pregnant babies running around at that pregnant point. Pregnant at 18. Yes. Pushing out at 19. Yeah. When did I recently, uh, once my children got into school and mm. the schedule started scheduling. So Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Because how old is King? <laughs> Uh, he, I should know this. They're my grandchildren. Oh, he, he, I forgot too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so eight. So yeah, my oldest is eight. He's uh-huh. going on nine this year. Mm-hmm. So I recently, he's in what, third, second grade? Second grade. So I recently just realized that like the end of first grade for him. Mm-hmm. That why, because, you know, first, kindergarten, first grade, not discrediting. It's. Not as time consuming, but the the more they get into schooling, mm-hmm. the more they know, and mm-hmm. the more they know, the more you have to learn. Mm-hmm. So pushing me to learn more and realize, like me and my son's relationship, well, my oldest son, because the other ones, <laughs> baby, is <laughs> yeah, pushing myself to to learn our relationship because now he is getting old enough to understand our relationship, and um, being eight years old. I remember being eight years old and not being heard. So Mm. I am trying to stop that generational behavior of not being heard because you're too young, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And that is really when I started to to really know, know, when he started to have an opinion, if that answers the question. (laughs) When he started telling me what he likes to do, when he starts studying and (laughs) starts, mom, the music that look look at my song and you know mm. like how are you even logged in but yeah so him being aware that he's a human mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what started my journey of oh okay because now i have to start editing myself mm-hmm. or not editing showing you myself and showing you that i'm a human being and i make mistakes I am not perfect and mm-hmm. just being honest and open to kill that generational behavior. Because another thing that um, stopped me or that, that I that I have with uh, my Otis is that I didn't want to show him who I was because of generational behavior. Because you always stood up as a strong woman and you never once complained about your position. And I thought that that was what I had to do. Mm -hmm. I thought I had to stand there and not 
complain. Mm-hmm. I thought I had to stand there and not feel. I thought I had to stand there and be a superhero. And once I came to the conclusion of you don't have to be any of that, you need to show your children who you are because that's what I wanted from you. Mm-hmm. And the more I started showing the real me to my son, the more he started to be able to be who he was and started showing himself as a real person and not this cookie cutter child that I wanted him to be, that I wanted to be. Yeah. So so when you say a real, I mean, your real self, what mm-hmm. do you mean by real self? Because to me, growing up and not trying to discredit anything, mm-hmm. I validate everything that you say. Showing my real self, that was my real self. Survival mode. Take care of the kids. Go to work. Go to school. Get a degree. Because I don't want to stay in the financial deficit that we were because everything rested on my shoulders. Feeding you rested on my shoulders. Mm -hmm. Clothing you rested on my shoulders. Emotional when you were going through. Even though I know you say you feel like I wasn't there. Like, Imagine everything resting on my shoulders. So what I mean by that is you never showed your personality. You just showed what you could do. Mm. So you never gave yourself the opportunity to live. You were only living. Mm. So I didn't want to pass that down to my children of having a day-to-day routine and not having any substance Besides living every day. Mm -hmm. I wanted to show my children that you can be alive and live and venture and be adventurous. Because a lot of times growing up, you did not like to go out and do things. But now I understand that it roots from depression. It wasn't that you didn't want to. You didn't know how to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's pretty much. Definitely. So what do you think is a trait that are a behavior that you feel like should be exposed or I I mean listening to you all I are taking off I think that first you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. but hearing you all and especially you Charmaine how you're saying, you're how you've me. said before. Uh, you kind of vocalize. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any problem expressing yourself. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Moving right along. Okay, Charmaine. Let's clear, let's clear it up. <laughs> we can move forward. Right. Okay. I'm good then. <laughs> but Charmaine, you, um, I think you got that part of me. I see a piece of me in all of you. And I'm going to give you, Shani, credit for that. Okay. You coined that phrase. Yes. 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 So all six of my daughters, you all have a piece of me. Um, but it's like, you don't know what you need until you receive it. Like the relationship that I'm in now. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize, I didn't even know what I wanted. So being a teenager, marrying your dad as as, as a teenager, being pregnant, bam, bam, bam. Hmm. Bam, bam. Bam, bam. Bam, bam, bam. Stop playing. Um, yeah, I just... You don't know what you don't know. So move. imagine... Okay. Generational. Mm-hmm. Moving from my mom, not having her. Then my dad. Then the moment I got a little burst of freedom because he sheltered me like most fathers do. 
Like I said, he treated me like a princess. <laughs> I never got. Okay. Let me correct. Like most father should. Yes. Should. Yes, 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 yes. Should. That's the responsibility of a father. But um, not knowing what I needed. I didn't know what type of man I liked. I didn't know what type of man I didn't like. Because I went straight from my dad's house to getting pregnant. Wow. Moving out. Hmm. Getting my familiar. own. It sounds familiar? How it no, sounds that, familiar. Because for me, that's the same thing that happened with me. I left mm-hmm. my mother's house. I got my own house. I ended up pregnant. I haven't. E- I wasn't even graduated for a year and had a child and had to face that embarrassment. I don't know if that's generational behavior. Oh, absolutely. Because it's very much embarrassment for me. And it was more of me being embarrassed of being pregnant and being the unexpected child to be pregnant and mm-hmm. have, have that what? pressure. You know what? Hearing y'all talk, because I was really observing, you know, because I've never, I haven't been on y'all's side as far as the generational um, pregnancy at a teenage, um, yeah. but as a teenage, but I think that y'all try to, it's a generational behavior as trying to like make yourself look like, oh, I'm, I'm doing this and not, mm-hmm. not in a bad way, not in a bad way, but you're always trying to, uh, because you did this uh, pregnancy at an early age, you try to make up for it in a way mm-hmm. and say, no, I'm good, I'm better, and I'm this and I'm that. Because, mm-hmm. am I making sense? You make yeah, a lot of sense. You get what I'm saying? And that's a generational behavior because y'all were pregnant at an early age. And I feel like it needs to be canceled because y'all are good enough. And y'all don't have to sit there and, you know, be the best of the best of the best because you already are. So that's what I take from the the conversation of two teenage pregnancy. Um, what am I? I'm not even, I'm kind of tired, but <laughs> it's okay. But two, two teenage, what do you call it? Two teenage you good, parents. You good. Teenage parents. Yes. Yeah. Teenage mothers. That's yeah. what it really is. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And I just want to let y'all know that. Yeah. That y'all really are good. I appreciate that. And I know that. that y'all made a made a mistake, but it's really not a mistake. No, it definitely slowed me down in life because yes. I felt like I was down a Yes. Ain't a no bad, telling. Ain't no telling world. what could have happened. But yeah, so Okay. Mother moment, you grown. What bad like behaviors. Where do you yeah. like what behaviors do you feel you were headed down? Because I felt like that too. When oh, I, I got was very pregnant. much partying. I was very much in the crowd. I was very much on the scene. <laughs> Girl, bye. <laughs> no, I was just saying hello. <laughs> no, I was definitely going down a pathway that God did not purpose have a purpose for me to go down. And every, I feel like I have four children now. And every time he blessed me with the child, I took it as a lesson because I kept thinking that it was a generational curse Mm. and it was only generational behavior that I needed to correct myself. So God was just kept teaching me like, okay, you need to slow down. You didn't, oh, you don't get it. Boop. Oh, you too, you, you tied your tubes. Cause I got my tubes tied after my second child Mm -hmm. and I still had two more children after that. Mm. So he was like, oh, you think, the impossible. Right. You think you're in control. Yeah. You think, oh, yeah. Because I really had a control That's issue. That's a behavior. Like, control issue. And control yes. stems from, from fear. And fear stems from pain. Generational yes. behavior. Generational. Okay. 
No. That's generational behavior. That's the truth. That is the truth. Yeah. But listening to you, this is so incredible. It's so amazing. I really thank you all for sharing and being open with me. Mm -hmm. Because it's healing. It's healing Mm -hmm. for me. Um, And things I didn't know. Because we're just now coming to the point where we can have conversations. Where we can have positive conversations. Without the overwhelming emotion. Mm. Yes. Yes. Where it gets muddled. Right. Yes. Because we haven't spoken about or tried to resolve anything. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I thank God for you all. But going back to saving lives as an early age, your sister, Chris, she saved my life. Hmm. Because hmm. I was, I was still, I didn't realize I was still depressed from losing my mom. Hmm. That was a, those were silent years. And yes. I'm just now unwrapping that. And it's mm-hmm. still difficult. Wow. It's still difficult. Mm-hmm. But when the moment is right, I'll be able to share. Mm-hmm. I don't want to share prematurely mm-hmm. because I, I really have to understand where my life was where it is and where it's going mm-hmm. but but realizing generationally these things were really kind of put upon me and we just did the best we could with things with what things like you know my mom passing and and choosing the wrong person and getting pregnant and not even knowing fully about sex mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my father never talked to me about sex yeah. his his sex talk was don't you go out there and get another get yourself in trouble. Right. <laughs> we didn't have As to talk at all. <laughs> we didn't have to talk at all. So then growing up I felt like I let people use me because I didn't know. I'm just out there willy-nilly. You know. <laughs> <laughs> just out there free and like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. You you don't know what you don't know. Contraceptive. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I didn't know anything about that. And I feel like a lot of times because of your your generate things that were passed down a generation to generation and because of your childhood trauma, mm-hmm. you didn't want to speak about certain situations. So how did you overcome speaking about certain situations and finally open up to us to end generational behavior? It was really going through after losing my dad about four years ago, because you all know that was my heart. Mm-hmm. And like that, losing him broke me because he was my rock. Um, He gave me love. Um, As he matured and God, you know, saved and delivered him from anger. And I found out on both sides of the family how dysfunctional it was. Mm. His mom, um, his father left. But he still had a relationship with his dad. But his mother left mm. him. So understanding the pattern that on both sides of my family, generational-wise, the mother was missing. Mm. Wow. And so when I when I became a mother, I I didn't want to have kids. I really didn't. Girl and when either. I had <laughs> six children later, yeah. but um, <laughs> I I didn't. And if I were to have a children, I used to a children, a child, <laughs> a child. I used to pray to God, let it be a boy, one boy with red hair, and I have a red hair grandson. Yes, <laughs> um, so that's where it came from. Thank right. you, Lord. I didn't have to have them. Um, so I just, I just love my grandson. But yeah, I wanted that. But I'm seeing now that God wanted me 
to be the mother that I never had. And he blessed me with mm-hmm. all of you. So as we wrap up this conversation, this was really good, ladies. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, what's one thing you could give? What's one token you could give and share? Uh, I'll start with you, Charmaine. Don't hold in what you have. Mm-hmm. That's a That's one thing that we have to break, holding in what you have. We, we cannot be silent like you were saying earlier, mm-hmm. how I'm the personality that will hold it in. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it will deteriorate you. Mm-hmm. So don't do it. And find Allow someone. Allow yourself tr- to be liberal. Mm-hmm. Speak up. Someone trusting to share with. Continue with generational growth instead of generational behavior. And right. be open and honest and stop holding back. Mm-hmm. And let's start speaking a different language. Let's start speaking generational blessings. Yes. Generational life, yes. 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 Let's start speaking life. Yes. Life, generational blessings. So thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mama Issues. So if you like this episode, please don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe.